And yes, hello everyone, welcome back to Top of the Card. This is the five-way, fatal five-way, team, team, whatever, it's never a good opening. But there's five of us, we're here to talk some actual wrestling. My name is Scott, you can follow us at Top of the Card Pod, and follow along on Twitter, wherever you can find your podcasts as well. We'll get an update toward the end if it's on Apple yet, but we'll get there. We've got about an hour or so before we get to that. But first up, let's go to CT, uh, Jonathan CT Martin. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Had a very long week, both with wrestling and non-wrestling stuff. But, I mean, good to be here, good to be talking about it. Feels like it's been years since we did one of these, so feels good to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, for people, uh, for those paying attention, uh, we're recording this a little later than usual. You guys are here till the weekend anyway, but it's a little later. We'll get into the specifics as to what and why uh, shortly. But let's keep going around this table here. Uh, the GMSG, you're here as well. How are you today? Uh, just like CT, it's been a really long few weeks, and it's just been crazy wrestling and outside, so I'm ready. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Let, let's just keep running around this. Uh, bear me, Jesus. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm a little tired, but uh, other than that, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's hot here, but I <laughs> uh, had a really good week of wrestling, so I'm doing I'm doing all right, all things considered. Yeah, if anybody's been watching uh, Beermy and I on In the Trenches, that's FPL uh, Frontline League. We did that last night, so we're back here again, ready to talk about more wrestling. You know, it's going to be a couple hours of it for Beermy and I back-to-back, but it's all good. We're having fun with this. Uh, but to close it out, Red. Red, how are you here with the intros? How are you today? I'm doing great. I drove for 14 hours yesterday, and I had to wake up at 5 a.m. for work, so I'm just good to go. Let's dive in, because... The funniness of all of this, where we talked about last week, uh, two weeks ago rather, were our kind of dream booking of SummerSlam, because we didn't want to dive into a lot of the topics, like some of the releases and things, because nothing had happened yet. Uh, during that, a few of us predicted Aleister Black returning to WWE. Uh, <clears throat> within 24 hours, he was Malachi Black in AEW. Oops! Uh, and by the time you saw that, it was three days later on our podcast, we talked about him coming back. It happens! Um... Malachi Black, Alistair Black, Tommy End, whatever you want to call him, is there in his feud with, uh, with Cody Rhodes, because of course he is. And all I want to say about that is it's cool he's there. I like him a lot. I kind of wish he went back, but he got the good offer. Whatever happens, happens. I just think the silly thing about all of it is apparently there was the rumor that he had the 30-day no, uh, non-compete clause because they forgot to upgrade him from the NXT ones which I always laugh because nobody reported that beforehand, so these insiders don't have all the information they sometimes claim. But also, he... AEW finally NXT'd a name because Malachi Black... Like, they even said, that's not Tommy End, that's Malachi Black. I get Aleister Black is, like... Black is the marketable name, but Malachi... It's weird. Um, I know, CT, you, you did uh, Aleister Black, or at least booked him in your show, and a few of us did. <sighs> If anybody wants to jump in here with uh, like thoughts on Malachi coming in with Cody, what, like what? I don't want to run around everybody getting all your opinions on it. I do want your opinions, but just jump in. I'll edit this part out. Um, anybody want to jump in here with anything further about this, or is it just too soon because he's had some cool moments and that's about it? I think it can work. I'm gonna say what's really gonna probably piss me off the most about all this. They're doing the match on TV. Not even on a pay-per-view. It's going to yeah. be on a dynamite, <clears throat> which really kind of ruffles my feathers. You know? They they did just but. book it last night on dynamite. The, the the third week of this process, 
Uh, he and Cody are facing off in two weeks, which is, I believe, three or four weeks away from All Out. They're not saving it for the pay-per-view, which is not that far off. It's a month and a half. They're going to put it on free TV in two weeks. And they're even saying, free TV, free TV. What? Exactly. It's just, but anything that Tommy End does is great. Except the fact that he has to deal with Cody Rhodes, who will probably beat him because that's what Cody Rhodes does. He beats everybody. Mm-hmm. Other than that, other than that, though, he'll he'll kill it with his character. He, I think he's got a direction for it, and hopefully they let him do that. But like I said, the fact that it's on the matches on TV really rubs me the wrong way. He, well, it is kind of funny though, is he came still selling the eye injury, <laughs> like that's dedication if you ever saw it <clears throat> from the old promotion, no less. But the whole thing with it being free TV, bear me, we talked about this last night because this happened right after we were doing uh, Trench's recording. I had to kind of comment because we'll, we'll get into more stuff AEW's done. Like, we've got some stuff to talk chronologically here, but AEW right now is kind of in a spot where they're giving you everything that you want, but they really shouldn't because we've seen this with the pay-per-views. They get some kind of cool build. They'll do something for next week or the week after. But then when they get to a pay-per-view and say, pay 50 bucks, you're like, why? Why that, though? You only put two weeks build into it, too. It, I mean, you're even worried that they're going to give us Omega versus Hangman on free TV. And I know it's a weird thing to think, like, oh, no, it's free. Yeah, but I also, like, sell me on your pay-per-view. It's kind of the mentality you and I have on this, right? Yes, exactly. 100%. I couldn't have said it any better. Well, there you go. Anybody else have comments on that with the with Malachi Black or free TV and that kind of stuff with AEW? Well, speaking of selling at pay-per-views, they even charge like double everyone else usually does for pay-per-views, so they really need to sell them. They do the old model, the 50 bucks, 40, 50 bucks. When Impact is doing it 20, 30 sometimes, Ring of Honor's 30. Uh, at least I'm talking the prices when I do it here in Canada. Huh? Um, but even Impact, their, their monthly shows, the Impact Plus, they're 10 bucks. That's a deal. NWA's 10 bucks, maybe 20. AEW, 50. What? <laughs> Are you kidding? It's... I still pay it because I've watched the thing, but... It's not just about selling the pay-per-view. It's about selling the match. Like, putting it on pay-per-view makes the match mean more. It says, like, yes. this is a moment worth paying for. This is a premium moment. This is an important thing. Like, Malachi's back entering debut. Or, you know, the match against Cody that you're building up to. Like, it makes the match bigger if it's on pay-per-view. And it should be on pay-per-view. I mean, what really is left to say about, like, just the consistent new hirings from this company? It's great talent. I really, like, it is great talent with him, Andrade, all these people. But, like, I just don't want them to become just more people on the roster Mm because they already have such a huge roster. And I really don't get, with Peace and Love, like, why some of these people are on my TV when you could have Andrade and Malachi Black wrestling more. Um, you yeah. know, I don't really, I don't really need Jungle Boy, you know, with peace love Jungle Boy, whatever. I know he has his fans. I don't really need to see him and Luchasaurus on my TV over like some of these genuinely best wrestlers in the world. Um, and considering there's more signings apparently coming, boy, it's going to be fun for them just to turn to more people on the roster, just like Christian and the dozens of also all other signings they have. Um, but you know, at least it's good talent. Mm-hmm. So the matches should should be good and i'm also happy that cody can now you know finally put the end to the big feud between america and the netherlands he already <laughs> crushed the uk and now he can crush the netherlands um in honor of america and cody will probably win let's be clear he's probably going to beat malachi black mm-hmm. with all these people that keep signing on am i the only one here that thinks that AEW's starting to turn into the old impact and just picking up other people's scraps because it feels like they just keep signing and signing and signing and they're 
I mean, the roster is huge, and they don't even want to push their talent they already have. They're just like, ooh, we got the new big thing, and that's what's going to be on TV for the next few weeks. Well, I, I was going to save some of that for kind of to round things out, but we may as well talk about it now because I was talking that with Bear Me, and it's fresh on my mind. And you say the old impact. It's the current impact, too. Um, yeah. But we, we will, you know, no, we will, we will move towards that toward the end. But I get what you're saying because they do have people in. Remember when Private Party was supposed to be the new hotness? They don't even go by that anymore. They're part of the HFO, the Hardy Family Office. Remember they were supposed to be the cool, hot new thing? I remember. Mm-hmm. They've only been a, the company's only been around for just over two years. <laughs> and yet, these new hotness ones are out there. But who do you still have? The Bucks, Omega, Moxley. The, like, the, the same Cody. The same kind of five or six you had. It really reminds me of old WCW, for those who remember that, where it's the same names on top. Another one's trying to break through. And, yeah, it's... They've got the homegrown guys, like the Luchasauruses and the Jungle Boys. You can count those among those. But when they bring in guys like CT said, Alistair Black and Andrade, these guys are legitimately part of some of the better matches we've seen in NXT, and that's saying something very recently. They can still go, obviously. I think Warden uh, talked about it. I'm going to quote him again on this because it was a a great quote I liked. It's not WWE cast-offs. They're not picking up the scraps. They are harvesting the crop. They are giving these guys that opportunity that was either denied or just squandered. Because if you put Aleister Black versus or Tommy End or Malachi Black versus Andrade Alidolo on TV, I'm going to watch it because it's good. <laughs> like, period. And you can put that on. You could fill three hours with that. I don't care. Some of these matches are going to be incredible. I did say months ago, I don't think the roster's bloated. Here's why. I can't say that anymore because they keep bringing people in. We'll get to that. We'll get there later. But remember when you know LAX was one of the best tag teams in the world. Remember when Lucha Brothers like were world champions? LAX. Uh. They they're they're promoting a match for them with FTR, and it's like ah, finally we can get back on track. It's like guys, you signed with these this company two and a half years ago. You you were the Impact champions for like that long. Too, and probably would yeah. have still been. Like it's it's embarrassing. It's yeah, but got you know the Bucks are there. Cool, good good job, good job Bucks. Let's talk about rosters and people leaving and stuff because I said I want to kind of work our way through and we'll get there because chronologically we did have best in the world. I don't want to dwell too much on this, but it is one of the first shows that had fans that we saw, and it was a lot of fun. The fans loved you know Danhausen. We like we like Danhausen. Love that Danhausen. The fans were into it. They were on board. They had their faction warfares. They had stuff going through. But guys, I got to say, two weeks on, I don't remember much of it that stood out to be like, yeah, that was amazing. Except Bandito beat Roosh. Still is crazy to me. Like, what? Let's not go down the path of Roosh uh, cheats and is okay. It's fine. Um, Or... It was just weird because you got Jay Lethal jobbing out to Brody King in, in a weird way, and we don't need to dwell more on that, but that happened. And, like, Chelsea Green's part of the women's tournament, but no, she isn't because she's hurt. But, you know, different states, all different things, so we'll, we'll get there. And, like, what the heck? Dragon Lee. Dragon he Lee. title back after just not losing it when he wasn't even him defending the title. Well, that one I, I'm not surprised by because, again, he was legit injured and couldn't fly and couldn't be there, so he was lost in his stead, and he's getting it back. So they're back on track with him. That one makes sense. But 
it's still Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham. Gresham's awesome. Still one of the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about good roster stuff. That's yeah. He's great. He he can do everything pretty great right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that show, it, it was what it was. It uh, it wasn't horrible. Like it, I know that's not a glowing endorsement, but I didn't regret it. It was fine. It was what it was. Uh, Slammiversary. I've got to turn it over to you guys to kind of compare these. I didn't watch that one because uh, I was busy during that. Um, this is something that we laughed about being promoted by the fact of the other company had releases and they talked all about it and put all the ads in and we actually got some of them with the Chelsea green. And because it's in Tennessee, she could wrestle with her broken wrist. Uh, she came out, was part of that. Then Mickey James actually came out from the NWA and she was there and uh, Thunder Rosa, who I predicted, was also there. She's actually just signed with All Elite, by the way. So <clears throat> NWA's Thunder Rosa went to Impact and is now All Elite. This is the, the, the revolving door of insanity. Um, the Good Brothers won the tag titles because, of course, they did and they shouldn't have. And yet, the thing I were, really want to focus on with all this is Jay White. So CT, over in New Japan, nothing happened. But what the hell's going on right now? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I, as a fan of New Japan, don't know what's happening. I, it's a big match. They've been like, it's been years in the making. I don't think a lot of people understand like how big this match is in the context of New Japan. At first, I was like, okay, this sucks, and I was like, well, okay, I'm excited because I feel like White. This is like the perfect guy to take the title off of Omega. And now I'm back to being like, oh, I don't like this, considering I remembered Jay White is never champion, and Omega is the belt collector. And if he wins this, it means he's probably not losing the other ones for a few months. So yeah, that's he... not... that's. And I don't want him as champion in New Japan, but um, it's a, it means a big match, obviously. Of like, this is great for... Well, I don't know if it's great for Impact, <laughs> especially if White wins, considering you probably should have your own talent win the world title and get that rub in your own company. Um, you know, but selfishly, I'll, like, I'm excited for it. I'm terrified, but I'm excited. I mean... All I will say is... Kenny Omega better not kick out of the Blade Runner. If he kicks out of the Blade Runner, which only Kota Ibushi is kicked out of, no one else has in the history of wrestle in the history of Jay White's career. I will never order another Kenny Omega pay per view because I do not like this man and he's actively annoying me every week. So now, gimmick wise, fan. gimmick wise and character wise, does knowing knowing what I know, would Omega not make sense to be someone who could kick out? like of a very select few from how they portray him i don't want it either i don't even know what the blade runner is don't get me wrong but does his character not fit one that could it's kick just a sister him? abigail oh, okay. i mean his character, still, yeah i mean he's a main eventer who yeah. can yes he's a main event yes technically he's a main eventer who can kick out of anything we've seen as he kicked out of a tombstone pile driver onto a barbed wire, ch- barbed wire chair hmm. um <laughs> but it's still such a big moment and such a big rub and every time someone does that it immediately devalues the concept of kicking out of it maybe not by a ton but by a little bit it still is a very protected move and i just think people of the company that jy is in should be getting the rub on the years of work new japan has done if kenny omega kicks out that does nothing to benefit new japan and all the years they've put towards building this move up it only hurts the new japan it doesn't make sense now jay white He's on Impact tonight, and they've they've already taped through their Impact Plus Homecoming special. Like that's already taped. It, they do they do those, um, but he's the strong. Oh, what? No, he's the never open weight champion. Forgive me, not the strong. That's different. 
Um, but he's the never open weight champion. What if? I mean, it's going to be title for title, obviously, right? That's going to be Kenny's thing. What if they actually had that match in Japan? Which doesn't make sense, because why would he be here doing it? Kenny would go over there. But would that be better if at least if they had Omega versus White in Japan, in New Japan? Wouldn't that make more sense for what that story is? Because I know of the story with the Bullet Club, but I guarantee you most of the people watching Impact don't have a clue aside from what they're going to tell them. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I think it would, it well, it's a flawed way either way. It's flawed either way, right? Because then, okay, New Japan has their belt and it makes sense with the story taking place in Japan and their history, entire history has been in Japan. So you have a natural story there. But at the same exact time, like, well, then you have an Impact World Championship match and potential title change in Japan away from that company. So it's just lose-lose either way, I feel. Either way, some company is getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, just for, for perspective, um, Red, do you know who Jay White is? I'm glad you asked, because I have no idea. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I've looked up the promo three times of him debuting, and I still don't know who, if he's any good or not. I'm assuming he is, way CT's blowing him up, but I have no idea who Jay White is. Jay White's awesome. He's, he's good. really good. He is good. He was actually rumored for WWE a little while back, but, uh, stayed on, but it's... It's wild to think that New Japan's Jay White, like the leader of the Bullet Club, that's is there. And it, so Impact is weird with that. And they seem to be just, you know, throwing the door open. Like I, I was talking to Birmingham last night about the Forbidden Door. We're, we're going to get even crazier with how this goes. But it's just a matter of like wrestling's fun sometimes. It's like we're seeing stuff that we legitimately never thought would happen. Like I compared it to back... Uh, with the NWA on Raw back in the 90s. It was like the tag champions. And they were there for two weeks because of a taping, and that was it. It wasn't consistent. This is insanely consistent. The Good Brothers are on AEW a lot. It's happening. It's a wild, fun time. It's not going to last. It's, someone's going to get burned, and the companies aren't going to work together again. But even NWA and Impact are working together. And after that whole thing with uh, Billy Corgan trying to buy it, it's insane. It's weird. Um... It's unpredictable, and it can be fun, but like CT said, why you gotta put New Japan in the impact zone? What's going on? <laughs> it is fun. It is interesting that, like, anything feels like it can happen. Yeah. Like, five months ago, it would have been like, oh, Nick Aldis is gonna come and wrestle Kenny Omega. It'd be like, well, that's stupid. But, like, no, now, I could see it happening. Yeah. I think it's still dumb to think Okada's gonna come and wrestle Omega in the impact zone, but, like, who knows at this point? Like, it truly feels like anything could happen. It, it does feel that. I think that's that was my comparison, too. Like, two months ago, we are like, oh, caught it. Like, never. No way. Like, maybe. No. But now I'm like, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> it's, it, is it. Is it likely? No. But I'm not writing anything off, aside from WWE. But we know that they were in talks for some of this stuff, too. But who, who knows? But I, I just, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Again, we'll circle back to more of this stuff happening because AEW's gone nuts. Um, but let's talk WWE. I, I mentioned them. Uh, Money in the Bank. That happened. And it was a lot of fun. They had a crowd. Crowd was nuts. Crowd was loving most of it. Um, Cena came back at the end. We'll mention him right off the bat because that's the thing. That's the big John Cena's back. Holy crap. Um, anybody actually excited about that? GMSG, Cena versus Roman. I'm down for it. Yeah. That, that show's going to kill. 
I, I can't wait for SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. I, I can agree. I'm the so far, all, all the rumored matches and the confirmed matches are starting to shape up to where this is probably going to be the first big event. I mean, WrestleMania was big, but this one seems like almost back to normal big. I think it looks like bigger than normal big for SummerSlam even. Like, they're treating it like a WrestleMania in a way. Like, they're stacking the deck. L- love it or hate it. They really are trying. Um, maybe they're not going to succeed at it, but they're going there. Uh, with with Money in the Bank, we had uh, Big E and Nikki A.S.H. It, it, at least if it was Nikki Ash, it would have been a bit easier to say, but they are Money in the Bank holders. Two faces, by the way, which we haven't had in a while, but uh, we've got some heel champions, so that makes sense. And I, I think, CT, we laughed about Nikki, how she won, because it was like really dumb, but also really great, because it finally happened where someone just scaled it and yanked the case down while everyone was fighting, and they're like, oh, we were dumb, we weren't paying attention. I liked that, but it was also kind of dumb, because that means six people weren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think it's great, because now any, even in the men's Money Bank match later in the night, like it felt like at any time when there was a spot like that, it could just end. Like yes. Normally, like, okay, we're doing this spot, you know what's happening, someone's going to come, they're all going to fall down. At least here, now it's like, well, no, now it's been established, it could end here. So there's mm-hmm. more suspense. I really like, especially it was, at first it was a little bit like, oh, that's it. But really reflecting on it, I like love the finish. And it, it is like, oh, they're doing the three ladders. Everybody's going to climb it now. We're going to get the spot with everybody up there at once, conveniently 20 minutes in. And oh, it ended. <gasps> like, exactly. Like, it, I don't think anybody expected it to end there at least not with everybody still there except for alexa buried underneath ladders but whatever um i do i want to mention as well i really liked how alexa just like perched on the middle rope for all the entrances that was fun that was cool um anybody else want to talk about money in the bank stuff like biggie i mean i'll say right now i think biggie's gonna cash in on roman and lose because that's roman um the raw women's title match Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. Bear me. All Charlotte all the time. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Before before we get to that though, I think Biggie's going to get drafted to Raw and he's going to cash in on Bobby Lashley. But that's that's probably down the road for whenever that happens. Uh, Charlotte versus Rhea. Uh, I did not like the match, uh, but I'm not mad that Charlotte won. So there's that. Do you want to elaborate? You're not mad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too mad about it because I already. I went into. I already went into the pay per view expecting it, and okay. when it happened, I'm not. You know. You know. You already get. You get mad beforehand. I'm just kind of disappointed at this point. I'm not mad. Anymore. I'm <laughs> your, disappointed. Your secret is you're always angry. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that parent life. that's just looking. I'm like that parent when the kid walks in and then you just mm-hmm. shake your head. You're like, I'm not mad. I'm just. I'm just disappointed. Like everybody thought Rio was going to get her win back, and I even said like two or three weeks ago i was like no charlotte's gonna beat her the why is this feud continuing and she did mm-hmm. um i did like the spot where charlotte did flip off the crowd and gave him the, the dx suck it but uh we didn't get to see that because they, they censored it but uh, i did like that and she did a pretty good uh natural selection off the top rope but other than that mm-hmm. I, I can't remember anything from that match well, I think. I mean, I don't know if you guys can but obviously the opening part was pretty funny actually because they started chanting we want becky and yeah. Toward then later on they got a this is awesome chant, which I didn't think was actually deserved, but um even Charlotte and Becky talked about it later where Charlotte says, you know, Becky's at home breastfeeding and I'm carrying the division. And Becky goes, 
I'm at home breastfeeding and I'm carrying the division. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was pretty great. I'm actually am not disappointed. I'm mad because all they did was give Charlotte another stat, mm-hmm. I guess, and then changed it on Monday night by having her lose. I I think uh, I really think they should just have Rhea get the win over Charlotte finally, and then Nikki Ash cash on her. I mean. Charlotte could have destroyed her. She is the heel. She could have beat her after the match, just destroyed her, and then they could have had a cash-in. Or the next night when the rematch, they could have had a cash-in. That was Rhea winning it back. But the fact that they gave Charlotte another stat of another championship just so she can have another stat seems a little lazy. Well, I mean, we'll elaborate there in a second, I think. But I know with Charlotte, this is the second time she's been cashed in on immediately. Like, once was right after winning it. And this was a day later. This was literally twice as long as you can call it. A day long reign. Um, It's its its own thing. I mean, at this point, Charlotte is getting inflated reigns. It is kind of obvious. But it's, I mean, it's happening. So there is that. Um, Before talking about the cash-in, though, I know some people had trouble actually watching the show. Because I know Bear Me Talk, he mentioned how it flickered out a little bit. But it was towards the men money in the bank where the intros, like the Applebee's ad happened, and then this the intros went to crap. It was like watching a music video, GMSG, you were saying, right? Yep. It was just flickering in and out. Mm. It was like cutting the black and the, the feed was going. Um I know I think Red you had to reboot, CT had a problem. We all we all had problems watching it. Um it lasted as long as the intros, because once the bell rang, if you logged out of Peacock and back in, you were fine. Some people didn't. Um, I know I saw some people actually saying the entire Money in the Bank ladder match and the main event were ruined for them because they didn't fix it. They just let that happen the whole time. Um, others have then gone on since saying that Peacock, the deal should be undone. They should get their money back and go back to the old network. And I laugh at that because there's been, you know, hiccups here and there that any kind of streaming service has and it's not perfect, but 10 minutes out of... Four months is not worth... Oh, it's all bad hate. It's bad. It's horrible bad. But, I mean, we're talking wrestling fans here, right? So, What an embarrassment. I mean, honestly, to have a promo backstage ruined and miss those entrances. I mean, <laughs> honestly, how do you even come back from this? I mean, AEW would never. They would never have any issues like this. Um, nope. And I just think WWE right now, probably because of this, should just close. I think it's over, honestly. <laughs> See, I think all the competitors should be happy because they got to go slow-mo just like John Morrison for free. Especially uh, on Nakamura's entrance, I will say it was kind of cool at points. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you could hear the audio, but then it would just, like, cut in and out. Like, I didn't hate some of the entrances oh, on this. I got some glitch. cool Rollins freeze frames as well during his. It was p- pretty nice timing on some of it. But yeah, it, and people were like, oh, WWE should stop, whatever. They had no idea. It was Peacock. <laughs> it, it was the streaming part. It wasn't the broadcast part. So, like, the streaming aspect actually had the issues, and they fixed it pretty quick. And yeah, it, it was fine. So, don't, like, put your pitchforks down. The mob isn't needed. They're not going to undo the deal. You didn't, literally, did not miss anything of a match. So, stop complaining. I don't know. I sound like I'm harping on things there, but whatever. It's fine. Now, Roman versus Edge. I love that match. That was fun. Took a bit to get going for me, but it was great. The Usos and Mysterios. Holy crap. That was great on the kickoff. 
just a fun card overall, right? Like, it wasn't perfect. Nothing makes my match of the year, but I enjoyed damn near the whole thing except it, for the Charlotte match. It, uh, AJ and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. Oh, that was fun. Good. Yeah, those Vikings flew. Yeah. That was great, yeah. I kind of wish they flipped the tag matches on the show because yeah. the tell change should have been on the main card if they were, like, of the two. They should have just flipped those in the storyline. Both were entertaining. Mm-hmm. Should, should we even talk about the fact that this dude got a third DUI and a title? Uh, I mean, we can. Like, I, I don't know what... I, I get, as for like a business story standpoint, you want to keep on going, but you have to have some kind of backbone and be like, dude, you keep screwing up, we can't reward you with this. How, and isn't this the second time they've done it? How do you know they didn't? They gave him a title. What do you mean? How did I know they didn't? Like, how do you know he's not getting his uh, salary garnished or he's getting penalized backstage? I mean, your career can be faltered by a little bit of money, but you, you now have a stat where you have been champion seven times. Stat, the stat doesn't mean anything in the long term of your actual job. I'm just trying you to put that perspective. You, you, you don't, don't know what much. they did. You do not know World what they did. Get paid. The, the, the title doesn't. Backstage. The title is a stat that changes technically nothing. <laughs> In as much as what they could have done backstage to him. There was a reference on there when Roman was talking to them. He's like, and you! And the long camera hold on, on the Uso, but... I get what and you're saying, Red, but a lot of it, I do... I will say, like, just because we don't know, like, they didn't say anything was done, doesn't mean nothing was done. I guarantee you Roman talked to him. Like, this head of the table isn't his character. The family talked to him. And, yeah, and Naomi got attacked so bad online, she deactivated yeah. her Twitter account. There's no way she's not yelling at her husband constantly. Yeah, yeah. and you know the company did too. They, they, I mean, I presume they did. I'll say that. I don't know. That's the point. I don't know. Um, rewarding him with the title? I mean, it's part of the story. I know they've done changes before to penalize people, but in as much as whatever, if he came in, he's doing whatever, he's serving the community time or whatever it is, whatever it is, you keep doing your job. And if his job is this and the storyline is that, that's the job. He's it's 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 i know i get it it's weird to like oh you're getting a title too he's technically not getting anything more out of that he just has to carry the belt around and he's getting title matches it's not not like his pay went up it's not like anything else happened with that right so it's whether he got the title win or not doesn't change the fact of what he's getting as far as his job which people need to remember that's what this is I mean, not to jump ahead, but we also had this week a company advertise that a guy legitimately robbed a bank. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, like, be like, how cool is that? So, like, oh, I'll talk about that know. in the two when we get there, because there was a stat they said that wasn't great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there was another stat in there, but specifically I'll, I'll get to that one. the bank as yeah. far as morally, yeah. probably you shouldn't be, like, celebrating that. But, you know, it is what it is. But I I do, like, I, I know I had something crapping on Red's thing here, but it, the literal same thing happened last time where they defeated Miz and uh, McMahon. Either to win or retain the titles. I forget which, but it was either or. And it was the same damn thing that happened, like, within days that happened. It's it's not like they're rewarding him because of that. <laughs> like, it's... That was a joke. And I, I know some people on our Discord were, making, were joking about that, because it's easy to joke about that. Even, like I said, they did the reference. But at the same time, it's kind of disgusting to joke about this stuff, because he clearly does have some sort of problem, because it's happened again twice is too many once is too many but twice okay what's up this isn't an r-truth reference either it's like that's getting habitual that's enough for me to call it that so i have to think that they're doing something about it i have to think they're doing whatever and they don't it's i I don't want to say positive reinforcement but oh we're gonna stunt everything and you're gonna suck now on tv for a while 
do you think that's going to make him better? Probably not. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's There's so much that we don't know. It's too easy to judge, I feel. Um, yeah, it is just, important to remember, like, this job doesn't just start and end when they come, like, through the curtain, right? Yeah. Like, they have, I assume, you know, because we, we don't know, like you mentioned, I assume they have some protocol and some form of, like, discipline being mm-hmm. activated, that, even if that is more backstage and long-term. If anything, they have performance review type stuff where, like, certain number of strikes happen and you're done. I know they have it for the wellness policy. Could be this. If it happens again, it might not matter, and he's gone. Like, it, that could happen, for all we know. Um, because it's a but bad. How many look. times does that have to happen? Like, like you said, once too many, then a second, now a third, and like it seems like because of who he is, he's getting bypassed. Like, had this been, I don't know, I'm throwing like Jeff Hardy almost, did eighty times worse things multiple times, but he was released. Well, every Jeff time Hardy's also a fan favorite. Well, yeah, I don't necessarily it, disagree. They it, literally changed their or they changed like, their policy so they didn't fire Orin. And so Rob like, Van Dam had both titles off after a drug and, bust. And <laughs> yeah. to the thing about the punishment thing, Roman was caught with the something in his blood from medicine a while back, and he was suspended thirty days as world champion and lost the mm-hmm. title. Roman and it made is his their biggest turn in the main event of a pay per view. Like, yeah, yeah. So like it's, they do punish them. They they do. So like, but it doesn't mean it's all public. That's the other part. And yeah. they they usually say for stuff like this. Also, it's like they're responsible for their own actions. Well, all right. Like, we we just don't know. And I, I know they've we've said this before with others where it's like they need to talk to these people. They probably are, but I don't know if they are. If if they're doing nothing, Red, I'm a hundred percent with you here. Like, if they're just sitting back, going, ah, whatever. At least he showed up. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm not assuming they're not doing anything just because I don't know they're not doing anything. So, But I hope they are. That's the key point to this because, yeah, it, it, it needs to stop. And if he's falling off a wagon or whatever it is, or if it's just a cop out to get this guy again, we don't know. So, Yeah, his last one was considered uh, something tampering or something. Yeah. Like he was considered not guilty for it. So, so therefore. We don't know about this. And this was in his hometown, so we don't know. Yeah. It's so, probably still going. Is it the second one? Yes. Was the first one exonerated? Yes. So, yeah, there, there's there's more to it. But um, I don't want to dwell on this too much. We do need to move forward here. Was there anything else for Money in the Bank, though, that had people talking, like the Mysterio portal or other weird things? <laughs> Just kind of were like, okay. Or should we move over to Raw talk about other things that happened? I think move over to Raw. Let's move over to Raw. So, um, Red, we'll we'll come back to you because I know you want to talk about the women's booking and such. Uh, Nikki Cross cashed in Money in the Bank. She had it for a day. Uh, Someone did a stat in our Discord where I believe it was, aside from Carmella who had it for like a year, every other Money in the Bank cashed in either same day or next day because Alexa and Bailey were same day or next day. Now Nikki's done this. It's like the women don't get to have the Money in the Bank case for a long time. Nikki, though, by God, she uh, apparently she's pitched this story herself. She's been nothing but positive about it. They love it backstage because of the merch potential, the kids and everything. It's a positive message, which everybody wants and needs right now. She's loving it. Everybody seems to be on board with it. The name's a bit goofy, but whatever. She doesn't care. She's living her best life. It's all great. It's a feel-good moment. Happy day. But, like you said, Red, there was potentially better ways to get there without... Either, like I said, inflating Charlotte's reins, which that's going to happen. 
or other different booking situations because like you said it just seems like they don't have good long-term booking with the women it's more hot shotting did you want to kind of go into any deeper on that with what you're seeing lately or i mean the, the whole issue with the money in the bank is you kind of want to build somebody but it feels like they don't give enough time for these people to have the title to build up more i mean i get they get the title i get it but and um, to add to you, the person who did that, I think it was GMSG. Um, but it, the first women women's Money in the Bank winner was a dude. Like, Ellsworth technically won based on the rules, and they were like, oh, we have to do a rematch, and gave it to Charlotte, or uh, Carmella, and she held it for a year. But since then, it's like the day of you cashed in, or the next day you cash in, or it ends up being a title. So, like... Everyone that's gotten it has won it, but it's so quick. It's like you have no time to do anything with it. So it's almost like, hey, we're just doing this just to do it. Not like we have a plan with it. Could be. Um, I, I, yeah, Asuka, I forgot about that one. Uh, literally got the title out of the case. It was like an immediate cash in because Becky was pregnant. Still not back yet, by the way. But um, there there could be something to that, definitely. GMSG, if that was your stat, that's funny because you're here. You can elaborate further. But... I know in a lot of cases, the men, sometimes like Ambrose cashed in the same day. He even joked about not wanting to carry the case around. Uh, he hated the idea of it. And others used it as their luggage. It's kind of funny, but I, I, to devil's advocate, it could that be a good thing to avoid that with the women? Because a lot of guys, when they have the case, Otis, Miz, they don't look strong leading up to it. Uh, Corbin as well, right? Sandow. Some of these guys look like crap. And then, oh, they won. Well, it's it's dumb booking. Don't get me wrong. We're talking the past, like, ten some years. But it could be good that they're avoiding that with the women. But at that point, why even do it aside from the women get one, too? I mean, that's not, like, a requirement, though. No. And those cash-ins don't normally, like, Miz's title reign was not good. Corbin Otis failed. Like, when they look strong, like Seth Rollins, it really can be, like, a career-making thing. Mm -hmm. And I think they have plenty of women who could benefit from it. I think Nikki is fine in this situation is fine because if you want to get her over, the biggest heel you can to get the superhero over is um, Charlotte. So, like, Rhea wouldn't have worked because that would have made Nikki a heel. Like, I, you know, at least I'll speak for myself and Beer, me and GMSG probably. Like, yeah, that's a great way to get her over. And, like, yeah, maybe she is a superhero because she took that title off of Charlotte. Um, but, like, I, I do think there is ways that you can use it and just, like, book it strong. But similar to Hell in a Cell and every almost every other booking thing they do, they just choose not to do it correctly. So it is what it is. But, like, it's not like, oh, oh, they can't book it strongly, so that's good that they're not doing it. No, just book it correctly. Just book the person strong. It's yeah. really quite easy to do, actually. Well, I think a counterpoint uh, to build off what you said, which I don't, that doesn't make any sense. Um, Nikki didn't have to win money in the bank to win the title, right? Like, she could have just earned a title shot and gotten it, and someone else had the case all this time. Like, Alexa putting Lily in it or something. Like, or uh, Natalia or a anybody else could have had the case. Liv, Liv the, the crowd loved Liv. She could have gotten that case. And Nikki gets the title shot and wins it. Because we have a year with this case. Like, it, it's only been a day. Um, That's exactly why Nikki needed to win. Like, you just answered your own point. Liv shouldn't have won it because she was so over with the crowd already. Yes. Nikki came out with the worst reaction at Money in the Bank. People popped for when she won because it was the end of the match and it was a big surprise. They pop now and now You're people, right. the crowd is going to react bigger to Nikki. It got her over. It helped her. It wouldn't have helped Liv. People already like her. People already want her to succeed. Would have been a great moment, undoubtedly, and I hope she does get the title eventually. But, like, this helped. If it wasn't for this title, Nikki would not have the response she has 
does now. Right. If Liv won the briefcase, it would have been the same reaction she had before, which is good. It's not always like you need to do that. But I think Nikki needed this. If it was just like won the title in a normal match, wouldn't have been the same at all. And I think to your point with that, we talked about this during Money in the Bank. Liv is getting kind of the Becky treatment where people were so heartbroken that she didn't get it. They're going to be even more behind her now. So that actually benefited her too, I feel. We'll see where they go with it because SmackDown hasn't happened yet as of recording this. So when you hear it on the weekend, tell us how wrong or right we are from Friday night. But You did already curse us by saying Lynch is not back yet. Like she's definitely now returning at SmackDown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she'll be on. Well, I mean, SmackDown's Fox now. So yeah, you're probably right. <sighs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, it's been fun watching her troll everything too. It's been pretty great. But uh, the real big story from Raw was Goldberg because of course it is. Goldberg is back, and I said it before, I like Goldberg, he's fun, but I can't even buy into this one about him getting a title shot, because he lost clean last time. What? Eight months later, here he is again. I mean, the crowd loved it, not going to deny that, is they like him, but I, I can't buy this one. It, I wish it was Lashley, or uh, against Lesnar, just because I know Lashley wanted it, so you got to feel a little sad for that, I know he wanted it, but my, I, I mean, there's no way Goldberg wins this, Right? Biggie Cashin. There's no way Goldberg wins this, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Goldberg no, no, does Lashley, no, does Lashley retain and then Biggie cashes in? Oh, or does he honestly, cash in during? I could see because Goldberg hasn't won the WWE title now. Now that's in my head that he could literally win yeah. and then lose 10 seconds later to Big E after Lashley like yep. spears him and puts him in the, um, what we call it? Hurt lock. What? What's also great is uh, Biggie loves Goldberg. <laughs> oh God! Right, I forgot about that podcast. Big Goldberg meaty men Goldberg. slapping meat. So, so he won't be sad if he cashes in during the match and they have Goldberg pin Big E to protect Lashley. Then he'd be okay with that. <laughs> and I'm sure the fans will be also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can I say something? No. Of course. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, but, uh, the only match that I want to see William Goldberg have is against Matt Riddle, but that's besides oh. the point. I mean, I'm pretty sure now that you've said that, that Bill Goldberg probably will beat Bobby Lashley. Now that ain't gonna happen. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna entertain it. Won't even think it could happen. So there we go. There's my two cents on William Goldberg. Uh, what are you calling him, William Goldberg? I don't get what. <laughs> What are you doing? I don't know. Bill, <laughs> William, you know. It's what, it's what, it's what Matt, Matt Riddle used to call him. So, oh, I got it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hear me. Will you be sweating when a week before the show or days before Dave Meltzer's like, oh, Goldberg's winning this, just like he said with the yes. Fiend, and all of us just went, yes, why? Nah. Why? Right? <laughs> no, I won't have it. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. After, after SummerSlam, we've got a takeover called TakeOver Lake 36. We're going to get a Walter match on it. It all, all is right in the world. It will be great. Right? It's Samoa Joe. Maybe. It, will be, it will be great. And right as Walter wins, you're going to hear the music and Goldberg is going to come out title for title. Squash Walter. <laughs> Dude, imagine. I would just I'd cry. <laughs> William Goldberg, your new NXT UK champion. Oh, I've, uh, now. The jackhammer is going to kill him if he tries to pull down Walter. <laughs> just saying. like He will die. He will collapse. I mean, the NXT title, who knows? Because Karrion Cross was on NXT as well. or That's where he is. Oh, that's how I saved that flub. Um, NXT champion, 
He was on Raw and lost to Jeff Hardy in like two minutes. Because, of course, that's what you do to have him get his first loss. Um, at least, at least, Jeff uh, came off like the 20-year veteran who finagled the win and caught one on the upstart. Aha, gotcha. Like, he didn't destroy him, thank God. Um, it wasn't like, you know, Bobby Lashley speared Keith Lee, who also returned. Oh, yeah, that happened too. It was a weird raw. It was In a eight weird. Minutes, you was a, have Keith Because here we signature. were. Good on you. Lashley was like, I want open challenge. And people were like, oh, it's no more words for Jeff and he's going to kill him. And there's Goldberg or whatever. No, and then Keith Lee comes in and everyone's excited because this could be Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley at, at, at SummerSlam. That'd be cool. Oh, he beat him. Oh. Hey, Goldberg's here. Oh. Yeah. What? It's. It's weird, but the crowd was like hyped for it. Is the issue in yeah. eight minutes? Have that get twenty minute main event. Who then it would be better. Like it, you can't have him losing just eight minutes to a signature and be like he's a serious threat because he's not because he just lost in eight minutes to a signature. Yeah, that was his finisher. He just couldn't do wait. it with big guys. Wait, and wait, then wait, he like choking smaller guys. Would you rather? Would you rather be? Would you rather be Keith Lee right there, or would you rather be Karrion Cross who lost to a roll up in a minute forty? They actually timed it. It was a minute and forty seconds. It but wasn't cross. even two minutes. Cross, uh, cross, cross, go back and like, say, yeah. "I got screwed." Uh, I don't know. I think Lee I got beat, destroyed by Bobby. It is a choice though to have your monster yeah. heel from NXT, who's been unstoppable, who's beat four of your main eventers in a five way match in the main event takeover, and just destroy people, lose in a minute forty. That's definitely a choice. I'll say. I will Without say, Scarlett. Oh, yeah. The thing with Cross is, ever since he got injured, he's just felt different. Like him getting injured after winning the world title. I, I didn't consider him an unbeatable monster anymore after that because I'm like, dude, you took yourself out against Keith Lee. How the you literally win the title and you get hurt. Like, I, See, I like that. Changed. He, he, I like he that. fought he so hard cause... he hurt himself. That's yeah. His match with Keith Lee sucked. It so did. he had like no momentum as champion. So he's able to come back, put on some really good bangers against Balor. Like I've loved Cross mm-hmm. up to this point. Like at first I was like, he's good. Since returning, I've been like a huge fan of him. But I think that key- match with Lee was just like, that would have killed the momentum of that title reign if it continued. So I think it's actually probably for the best. Yeah. Now, the other monster in all this, because we'll just mention this briefly, uh, Braun Strowman shirts went up for sale <laughs> and was like, what? And people thought Braun was coming back. I mean, I bought into it. And apparently <clears throat> uh, those shirts were technically not new. They actually went up for sale just before he got released. And somehow they're still in the store, whatever. Who knows? It's still weird. It happened, but we don't know anymore on that. So there's nothing else to discuss there yet, but who the frick knows? We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that later about if he signed somewhere or coming back. Because if we're if we're good to move on from Raw, if everyone's got their uh, their stuff in, we can talk about some other signings. <laughs> and we'll swing back around and close this out with AEW insanity from last night. If uh, everybody's ready for that, so I guess let's do it. Let's, you want to? Let's do it. Well, I kind of I, I will mention first all that stuff we talked about for Raw. The main event ending was Nikki holding up the women's title, which was cool. Not Goldberg. Not seen. Not it was Nikki. Cool moment, giving her the main event. That was a cool thing. I enjoyed that. That will reflect in where we're going. Um, apparently, CM Punk is in talks for a wrestling return, in-ring return. And as I think someone put, doesn't that just mean he pretty much has to set his demands and see if people meet it? Because CM Punk hasn't wrestled since, what, 2014, officially? 
Um, he might have done like a few appearances. Like I know we did an indie show under a mask at one point, but I don't think he actually wrestled. Um, it's a bit late because he went what? He's officially zero and one and one because he had a, a a loss turned into a no contest uh, in MMA actual fighting. But he's he's well beyond what should be done right now as far as wrestling. Even though I unironically said back in the day when he was champion, complaining about guys coming in like Rock and Lesnar and Cena doing part-time stuff. Cena was starting to at that point, just just barely. Um, that ironically, when he comes back in five years, he'll be the one doing part-timer stuff on that contract. And it might happen now. But he's been rumored for AEW and people watching Dynamite thinking he's going to show up and whatever. And then, goddamn, I've read multiple reports saying that D Brian Danielson, I almost call him Daniel Bryan, but whatever, the American Dragon has signed 100% with AEW. Like, that's a par that, that's been reported by a few places now. He didn't show up last night. But that's apparently a thing, too. And he wanted less dates. He wanted to work in Japan and other places. And he wanted uh, comparable money and uh, control on his stuff. He got all that. Which, I mean, we heard the rumor about WWE working with New Japan to try and keep Brian. That doesn't surprise me. But I don't want to dwell or delve too much into this because it hasn't happened yet. So we can talk more about that when it happens in two weeks. By the time we're going, oh my god, Brian Danielson's been on AW two weeks in a row. It's been nuts. But does anybody buy CM Punk stuff first off or have any comments on him potentially signing somewhere after, what, seven years inactive? Well, usually when these... Uh things come out he usually shoots them down right away he's not shooting this down hmm. so it kind of tells me that maybe some of this is legit but then again he could be trolling because two hours ago on his instagram he posted the theme song of the chicago bulls starting lineup which is in chicago so that could mean all out but uh -huh. maybe he's just trolling but i i think he is coming back i don't know why because it feels weird it feels late but i think he's coming back where see I agree. It's weird. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you think all out? AW? I think is that it. I think I think he will be at all out. I think yeah. he will uh, show up probably after the main event for Chicago. You think so? Like uh, Moxley did when yep. he debuted. Hundred percent. So, do you think he's going to be a heel against Page or a face against Omega? Then he will be a heel against Adam Hangman Page. Does that I believe. Like doesn't that feel like it could be a great, you know, person to take the title off of Mega? And that seems like a good, you know, it seems like he'd be cheered so you don't have a face, huh? Weird. Anyway. Uh, I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's AW though, uh, so. I agree it's weird that he's not taking, he's not, like, shooting this down or making fun of it. But also, like, I feel like this is non-news. It came out, like, also today or recently that in early 2020, he had talks with ROH. And, like, yeah, of course he's going to have talks with these people and see what they're offering. That doesn't mean he's going to actually do it. Like, it's just like, yeah, of course, I'm sure everyone yeah. has talks with everyone. Like, I'm I'm not, I really felt like this was non-news. Like, people want it to be true and they want to make it a big deal. But, like, yeah, I'm sure he had talks with ROH and Impact and New Japan and WWE and everyone. Because he just wants to see what's out there if he wants to make a return. I mean... Here, here's what having talks uh, comprises. Quick text. Are you interested? No. We've had talks with CM Punk. Like, that's basically what it was originally when AEW was launching. 
So yeah, yeah. they it's said a lot, they had talked to him before. Yeah, and he was like, "What are they talking about?" Like that's <laughs> we didn't talk at all. It was pretty much Cody going, "Hey, you you, you curious about it?" He's like, "Nah, <laughs> that was it." So I yeah. just can't wait if he does sign with them for the backstage reports of him and Colt Cabana fighting backstage because <laughs> I know Colt Cabana probably wants to kick his ass still. Please do. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, uh, but if Cabana wins, he will get his legal fees <laughs> paid. <laughs> You know that AEW is going to do a match like that. You know they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, For Daniel Bryan, if he really did fully 100% sign with AEW, I hope he has the greatest life insurance deal and will set up because (laughs) they are the worst company for someone that has a history of bad-handed injuries and paralyzed. Because, let's see, chair shot to Cody, knocked him out, gave him a concussion. Matt Hardy got almost killed by Guevara twice for the first chair shot, and then the falling in back and smacking his head off the pavement or whatever it was. And then the other guy that, you know, got knocked out in the center of the ring and, you know, the vice presidents of the company did not care for his health while being in a match with him. Good luck, Brian. Segwaying from what GMSG said about unsafe stuff to uh, the other ridiculous thing. This is the thing that got Barry and I last night when we were talking about it. Nick Gage is going to be the second labor for Jericho to face MJF. He's got to face... It's like when Cody had to get these dumb things MJF had him do, like 10 lashes in a steel cage. He's got to go through these five different things to get a match with MJF. And MJF brings out Nick Gage. And commentary starts going off. Promoting him as, yes, actually robbing a bank. The one that got me was he was in a death match and he was pronounced dead legally for eight minutes. And when he was resuscitated, he had to be held back for one to go out there and continue it. All that tells me, because I know about Nick Gage. I've heard about Nick Gage, GCW champion. He's doing stuff with Cardona coming up. It's it's kind of wild what's going on there. He's very deathmatch. We've seen him on some of these 24-hour streams that GCW did. He's, uh, Jimmy G, when we talk about, like you thought it was uh, Janela, these guys, it's him. He's the one we hated on commentary. He's not good. But he has his brand. He does his thing. He's got that marquee that he does for that stuff. They promoted him as being legally dead for eight minutes. That means he was not very good in that death match to me. That means he lost and lost so bad he died. That's not a selling point for making me want to watch him do a no rules match with Chris Jericho. So that's next week. But bear me. I'll go to you quickly here. What's the best part about this? It's going to be painkiller, Chris Jericho. I don't even know why that sends me like that, but it does. It's it's wild. It's great. A pain maker, actually. Painkillers pain are... Pain killer. pain, that's pain pain's killer. finisher. It's pain like Rainmaker. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. Thank you. So Jericho's bring his New Japan gimmick to face off with... GCW indie star Nick Gage, who was an actual felon... On AEW because, of course they are. Also that he'll be able to face MJF. Cool, that makes sense. That's logical. Uh, I'll throw it out the red again. Do you know who Nick Gage is? Mm, Jay White's brother? (laughs) No. Not quite, but at that point may as well be. But let's round it out with New Japan. Hey CT, more stuff didn't happen in New Japan, but John Moxley defended the US title. IWGP US Championship in a Texas death match in Garland, Texas, at least this time, against the Murder Hawk Monster, Murderbird, Lance Archer, 
the man he beat in a Texas death match in Japan. And he lost the title on Dynamite after like 500, 400 days. Yeah. I'll turn I it mean, over to you for that one. Before I ran out to say IRL, I don't, I mean, I'm annoyed, but I'm not like seething at this. AEW is the wrestling bane of my existence. Every other company that's been bad, I've been able to ignore. And this one, I cannot ignore. And that annoys me greatly. Um, Moxley has held this title for a year and a half. He has been just unstoppable in New Japan. Um, not that he hasn't had some losses, but they've been really big matches. Um, but for a year and a half, you didn't strip him all of COVID because someone is going to get the rub from beating him. And even though I'm not mad even, because I know the concept of this title is to be defended mainly in the U.S. and other promotions like ROH, AEW. That's the point of this title. So I'm not mad that it changed hands even on AEW. Texas Deathmatch in Texas makes sense, whatever. Um, I'm mad that the match had one week of build, one week of promotion, because it was announced last week. And I'm mad that it was someone who's not in New Japan. Because again, in what way does this help New Japan in the slightest? Really, you have a year and a half of this title being held hostage by Moxley only for it to end in a match with zero build to someone who's not in New Japan, who was in New Japan, to be clear, but is not. And they're playing the story now of who can bring the title back to New Japan. It helps nobody. All it does is give AEW a supposed moment. But even then, the crowd has no clue what this championship is. They don't care about this championship. They care like, good, it's good for Lance Archer, I guess. He gets a big title win. But again, no one cares about this title. And after Hikaleo, Lance Archer probably defeats him, they're not going to see the title again until it's defended. It means nothing to anyone. And all it proves is that for the last year and a half, this Moxley title reign has meant nothing, and it's achieved nothing. It's been a waste of time, and this title's just there, now on the undercard, or I don't know if it was main event. I really don't know where on the show it was, because I don't watch this company, and I don't think mm-hmm. I ever will. But, like, it's just somewhere in the realm of AEW. There are countless titles. They have fake titles. They have other people's titles. They have their own titles. It just exists there, and no one cares about it. It doesn't matter to anyone. It doesn't mean anything. Lance Archer, this isn't helping him rise in the, you know, New Japan ranks because he's not in the company. So it's just, it's a wet fart. You know, I'm sure the match was good. These two have great chemistry. Their first match was amazing. Um, And again, I'm not even mad that, like, it changed on AEW. I'm mad that it changed in a nothing match against someone who is not part of this fucking company. Because it does nothing for anyone. And it sucks. And I just hate it. And I hate AEW. Because they consistently do this shit that annoys me and affects a company that I watch. Like, they don't help, as a viewer of New Japan, who only cares about New Japan and NXT, really, like, AEW and this partnership is actively making being negative for the New Japan viewer, who's not invested in AEW. So that's not a good partnership. It's not helping. What, so you don't like the story of seeing who has to win the title back? I mean, it worked so well for Impact and AEW, or AAA, with Kenny Omega having their titles. <laughs> It would be fine if it wasn't a year and a half of build to that. Mm -hmm. If this was like a two-month title reign, whatever, you know, I can live with it. It was a year and a half. It went through Suzuki. It went through Kenta. It went through even at least like Yuji Nagata, right? If he won the title on Dynamite, even if, let's say, that match had a week of build, at least that could get some viewers to turn into New J- tune into New Japan because they want to see more Nagata. They don't tune into New Japan to see more of Moxley or Archer at this point because they're not there. And th- who was on strong? It was uh, Ren Narita, I think, had a shot. Kenta had a shot as well. Carl Anderson had the shot last week. And yeah. like you said, uh, 
Herculio, well, I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, this this is the part that is kind of my favorite part about all this, the insanity of it. John Moxley lost the U.S. title to Lance Archer. Lance Archer, let's not that it's like a matter of descending where he was, but he just failed getting the TNT title again this time against Miro. He never won the world title. Like it's almost like, oh, he can win this one. It's a it's a matter of perception. I know AEW's a bit weird for that, but that could work against that title. But he won that title, and Hikulio came in because they announced that he's going to be there. Nobody knows who this guy is. It's the son of Haku, sure. But nobody, like, they've never seen this guy before. He's in the crowd. They introduced him, and that's it. And they stood there and held up. It was an AEW guy and a New Japan guy, and they're holding up the New Japan belt, promoting the match for next week, and that was the main event of Dynamite. <laughs> that's how the show ended. That's good. With those guys. It's funny because most New Japan people probably don't even know who Kaleo is. He's a very minor <laughs> talent. He's not really like done anything. He's just kind of there. Now, not even there. He hasn't been there for a while. So The insane okay. evolution of all this is the NWA congratulated him. So the NWA congratulated their former tag team champion for being in AEW and winning a New Japan title. <laughs> what is wrestling right now? <laughs> like the, I love that aspect. It's weird. It's fun. But at the same time, this is the first time in eight years, I think, a New Japan title didn't change hands in a New Japan ring. It's been defended, obviously, but this is the first time it happened since, what, La Sombra? One from Nakamura? That's how far back we go for the IC title? Uh, yeah, it's it's insane. Um, Red, do you know who Julio is? <laughs> I mean, Gangster's Paradise? I mean, oh. I really don't. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He's I think that just made the point. <laughs> by supposedly Haku and Rock's relation, he is a very extended member of the bloodline. So Technically, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of funny that you think of that family. I think they are involved with titles in four different promotions now. <laughs> like, what? Technically, it's weird. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit insane. So I laughed. I think even Tamatanga, <clears throat> his adopted brother and actual cousin was laughing when he saw him show up on AEW. Like, I think he actually was, was like, oh, oh, wait, what? No. It's a meme. <laughs> it really is just a meme, right? Like, Hikaleo, you're doing that? <laughs> okay. Well, I love how Tama was like, this is stupid. People aren't doing stuff, whatever. Then Jay White's on Impact. Oh, what? Are, what's, hmm, okay. Like, so stuff's happening. Stuff, it's, it is truly a level of unprecedented insanity i think the way i put it as well bear me is the forbidden doors being opened but there's doors being opened now that i didn't even know were in the hallway like it's insane what's actually happening and yeah it's it's a weird time in wrestling AEW's and ruining new japan for ct i mean i don't know what else anyone to say name a person or talent or company who's benefiting from the forbidden door being open none of them technically AEW, are they? I don't think they're benefiting that much. I mean, the, I how are they benefiting? Maybe. Exposure dollars or actual dollars? <laughs> NWA maybe is a little bit. Maybe, like I said, maybe NWA's got a pay per view coming up, and they're inviting people from all over the place. Like that's why Mickey James was a Slammiversary wanting Impact Diana Perazzo, who has a title for title match with Triple A's Fabi Apache in Triple Mania in August. To also be at the August NWA pay-per-view because she's the Impact Champion and 
What? And even FTR were like, oh, we love these old tag belts. And NWA is like, hey, your boss was our boss. This would be cool. And they're talking. Like, it's, I, what is going on? The only thing that would make it even more insane, I said this to Bear Me last night and to GMC a couple days ago, but what if WWE at Clash of Champions goes, let's open it up to all the champions and see what happens? Like, at this point, no. But... <laughs> It's gotten to where I, I, I just can, never know. I can see it. Like, I, no, of course not. But I'm never going to say never when Jay White walked in. Jay White and Nick Gage are the two that made me go, they're doing everything, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> they're the ones that made me go, what? Because, yeah, Kenta, sure, cool. Uh, Nagata, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hikulio, who? Ah, sure, whatever. But th- this now, is just, it's insane. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I think the people hurting most are the homegrown guys like Moose or guys like that where it's like, remember when they were going to have a career and it was going to be cool in their, in their place? It's not happening. And that's frustrating. I'd, I'd, I'd let Moose go to AEW for a while. Let him go to New Japan. Do stuff. Like, let, I want Moose versus Aldis. I don't care. Let's do all the things. Right? Like, Why do you want the loser who just lost to Chris Saban? <laughs> right? I hate you. I hate you so much. No. That match cost me a match with Bear Me Over on Frontline. Shut up. <sighs> I mean, TNA is kind of screwing over Moose. Like, oh, we're going to build you. We're going to build you. We signed you two years. Ha, you're losing. We'll have to see with that one. I mean, it's just like Tony Khan, Don Callis, and Kenny Omega are like the scenes from Scooby-Doo show where they're just running in and sh- out of doors. Just make the doors label companies, and they're just running back and forth. Like, that's all that's happening right now. It's so Torbid doors. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we all still think that, like, Andrade and Paige and, I don't know about White, but, like, do we still think that this is the sequence when he loses the titles, or are people thinking he's sticking through past all this? No, because now he's got to have matches with Punk and Danielson. <laughs> and then when Strowman goes to New Japan, and, like, they're going to hold off for other shit, because they're probably trying to get people in, hey, you want to work with Omega? That's happening. That's got to be happening. Like, I- I'm terrified that Omega's going to beat Aldis and end that thousand-day reign and win the NWA title. It's oh, like, it's going to happen. He's going to win... I genuinely think that's a matter of time. Yeah, too. he's, he's going to you... win the open weight. He's going to end Aldis's thousand-day reign. It's a thousand days Don't now. It's happening. He's going to win that. It's... New Japan's smart. They sent over, like, their secondary title. They were like, no, you don't get the big one, but you can have the small one. Yeah. Just wait. We thought, oh man, Impact could benefit from this. No, NWA. Oh, maybe. Like, it, we thought Pentagon was losing the AAA tag titles with his brother last year. He was injured. They pulled him out of the match and brought in a fake replacement that looked like him to finish a match. Like, nothing makes sense anymore with AEW and what they're doing. It's just Impact is. They just had. Kenny Omega make fun of Josh Alexander on TV. Their only men's champion that is loyal to Impact. We have not seen anyone other only than the, the only the mm-hmm. good brothers Option C. from Impact have shown up on AEW. That's it. That is what? Not even Cardona, who's actually was on AEW before that, has shown up. Yeah. This is not going I, well. I, I do think Adam Page is going to beat Kenny Omega. Let's not get that. Let's not put that Kenny Omega beating Hangman Page into the universe because we don't oh. need none of that. Oh, he will. At all. 
He will. And then we'll have to turn to the only man that can do it, and he'll get reinstated so we can go after it, and it's Cody Rhodes. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I can I see, can see it. it. Yeah. Kill Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Isn't isn't Omega Canadian? Yes. Oh, well. Watch oh, out, Canada. Oh, no, America's he's going to win the war in Canada. I was going to make that joke at the start about who's the Canadian Cody beats. It's Omega. <laughs> of course. Oh, it's all clear now. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, we had a good run. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We're talking about the card tonight. My time is done, apparently. <laughs> I think we'll call it there, though. We have hit our hour. I think we're good to go. We've talked about damn near everything. We'll clearly have more stuff because stuff's happening on Impact right now as we speak. Jay White's going to be there. CT, we got to let him go watch it. He's got to see what oh, happens in <laughs> Japan. I, yeah, I'm not watching that shit. Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> that match. Ooh. But CT, <laughs> CT, um, are we are are we on? Uh, we're on all the the places for our podcast for Spotify and and all that fun stuff. Uh, are we on Apple oh, yeah. yet? I, I, what, what is app Apple? Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a running joke at this point. It it really is. Um, who knows if it'll ever happen? But I'll keep asking until we get there. So is that the one on iTunes? Yeah, yeah, Red. Do you know what Apple is? I know what Apple is. It's that one with the Microsoft Apple. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm running away from that one. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. Top of the card pod, as always, bi-weekly. Even if stuff happens like eight billion things as it did the past two weeks, we will see you in two more weeks for another top of the card. Thanks again, everybody. Have a good night.